Welcome to the Washington Weekly, a ministry of Washington Baptist Church. This podcast is devoted to getting you into God's Word and equipping you to serve. I'm your host, Trent Henson, Associate Pastor. On today's episode, I'll talk about the Bible verse that inspired the hymn, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. I'll also interview another member of Washington, so you can meet more of our people and learn more about our ministries. Each week, I talk about specific Bible verses that impacted people or situations. My aim is to show the transforming power of God's Word. Today, I'll talk about the Bible verse that inspired the hymn, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Anthony Johnson Showalter was born in 1858 in Cherry Grove, Virginia. He developed a love for music, especially gospel music, at an early age. Before long, he was teaching music. Now, at this time in America, only those who could afford private lessons were able to sing with music. There were few songbooks, and churchgoers depended on song leaders to set the tune of the hymn and call out the words line by line while the congregation sang after them. Showalter was one of the few trained musicians who were sent into rural areas to teach people how to sing. He was known throughout the South for conducting singing schools in local churches. In 1887, Showalter was leading a singing school in a Hartsell, Alabama church. When he returned to his boarding house room one night, two letters awaited him. Both were from former students of his from South Carolina. Both were informing him of the sad news that they had just lost their wives. While writing letters of sympathy to them, Showalter went to the Bible, seeking a verse to comfort them. He selected Deuteronomy 33:27, which says, The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. As he meditated on these verses, he wrote the chorus of what would become this famous hymn, as he wrote, Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. After completing the sympathy letters, Showalter wrote another letter to his friend, hymn writer Elisha Hoffman. In it, Showalter said that he had a chorus for a good hymn from Deuteronomy 33:27, but couldn't come up with any verses. He knew that Hoffman could. Hoffman wrote three stanzas and sent them back. Showalter set it to music, and it became the well-known hymn, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. I hope you understand the context of Deuteronomy 33:27. This passage includes the final words of Moses to his people before they enter the Promised Land with Joshua. In fact, this passage is the last recorded words of Moses in the Bible. Here are the final words in Scripture from Moses in Deuteronomy 33:26-29. He says, there is no one like the God of Jeshuru, that's another name for Israel, who rides the heavens to help you, and in his excellency on the clouds. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy before you, and will say, Destroy. Then Israel shall dwell in safety, the fountain of Jacob alone, in the land of grain and new wine. His heaven shall also drop dew. Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, 
a people saved by the Lord, the shield of your help and the sword of your majesty. Your enemies shall submit to you, and you shall tread down their high places. Wow, what great verses. I hope these verses bring you comfort, as well as this great hymn about God's everlasting arms where we can dwell safely. Today, my guest is David Cobb. Thank you for joining me. Glad to be here, Trent. Well, tell me about you and your family. Trent, we, uh, my wife and I, Tommy, we've been married for 47 years. We've got two children, a son, Matt, and a daughter, Holly. They're both married, got two children each, a daughter and a son. So we've got four grandchildren. Uh, both of them are involved in churches. One in Malden and one down here in Greer. So uh, that's basically about the family. Okay, yes. Well, I know you are a retired pastor. You've been in ministry for years. So what led you to Washington? It was a very difficult thing to do because over the last 34, 36 years, I've never had to seek out a church. I always knew where I was going to go to church because I was being called to a church. Right. And so when Tommy and I, re when I retired at 59 uh, because of an injury, uh, we had to start looking for a church. And at the time I was in a lot of pain, so we found a church down in Welford where we live. But after we got in it, we, we were not really happy. We were, it was a good church, but it just wasn't, wasn't my kind of worship and stuff like that. And then I did a couple of interims, and during that time, I was away from that church, and Tommy and I decided that we'd all, we'd wanted to come to Washington when we first came here because of a couple of reasons. One, I've known Drew Hines for many years, and he's uh, he's been a good friend, and I knew that he preached the Word, mostly. And I've now that I've been here, I've found a bunch of guys and girls that uh, I finished high school with that are involved in this church also. So... I wanted a church where the Word was being taught and lived out. That's right. Well, we're glad you are here, and you've been a real asset to us because you know the Bible and can teach the Bible. And um, I know you've been real good to have around when it comes to being able to teach and to lead and even to fill in for Drew a time or two. Um, and that's the blessing we have is we do have uh, a lot of former pastors here, and they're still in ministry. We do. You're, you're still at work. Well, how are you involved here at Washington now? Well, I didn't want a church where I could just sit back in the pew. I wanted to be involved. I wanted somewhere I could plug in and do some of the things that God had blessed me with. Um, here we, we serve on several committees, 
Uh, we serve on the personnel committee, and we serve on the nominating committee. Uh, my wife and I, we also assist Bobby Jean Duncan um, in the senior shut-in type ministry. And so those are the ones that we've, uh, we've been involved in. Yes, and those are important roles. Say, nominating committee is getting our servants ready to serve, and uh, the personnel committee, and when you were part of the, the group that kind of prepared uh, the package for Dave, our new worship minister, and um, then the homebound ministry that you mentioned. I know you're in charge of the prayer letter for our Wednesday night uh, prayer ministry we have on Wednesday nights, and I want to mention this to you. I went to... Um, uh, living facility the other day to visit some of our members and you know they said it's been a long time since visitors come in and now they're starting to let us in to visit and I said well we're always praying for you and she said well I know that because I get that letter in the mail and and both the people there in that facility said they get that letter and it means a lot to them okay. so that is a definite ministry that that you do and uh, means a lot to people it means a lot to our church right that ministry um started with my mom and dad. That's where I actually got the idea many years ago. Their church sent them a letter once a week and uh, it gave them encouragement. Mm -hmm. My dad had lost both of his legs and he couldn't get out and couldn't do him. Mm -hmm. I asked him one time, I said, what's the worst, th what's the thing that you miss more than anything else? And he says, going to church. So that was a ministry to him. And, and so I've passed it on a couple of times. I suggested that to, to um, Joe and to Bobby Jean, and they said, uh, let's try it. Let's see how it works. Yeah. And so now we basically send out approximately 25 letters a week, and that equals to about 50 letters every two weeks because we don't send the same 25 each week. We've got two groups that we send to. They go as far away as uh, Virginia, Okay. And as close as just down the street. That's it. And yeah. uh, we're thankful that uh, we can have a way of injecting into their lives that we are praying for them. It's not just a, a saying that we pray for you, but we show by, we usually have anywhere from 25 to 50 people to sign that letter each week. And then we make copies and send a, and a copy of that letter to these individuals. That's right. And we, we pray over those names on mm -hmm. Wednesday night. So that's a great ministry. Well, what do you think is the best thing about Washington Baptist Church? Well, I'd say there's two things. Uh, many of our churches today are getting away from things like RAs and GAs and Awana, and as well as other areas that have been big in my life. Uh, I remember having to go to RAs and uh, learning about missionaries and learning about verses of scripture and stuff like that and many churches don't have that anymore so that was one of the drawing cards here i don't have any children small enough to come to those but i've got grandchildren from time to time come to church with me and uh, their church don't teach it so it's been a good way for them to learn about missions also uh everything that's done at washington church in my opinion is bible based and that's a key. Uh, if we don't teach our kids Bible-based stuff as they're little, they won't, they won't learn it when they get older. And so that's, that's another thing that brought us here. Um, the Sunday school workers, adult and children's workers, uh, I've never heard one that wasn't prepared. 
that are they're so pre prepared and and some of the classes the teachers give some of the people in that class opportunity to teach from time to time um we got a lot of folks that says man i can't teach every week well some of these teachers give these the opportunity to teach once a month or ever three months or something like that and so that sort of brought me here the other thing is the the loving spirit and the mission spirit um i was excited two years ago i guess it is now i've lost time during this right. virus yeah. thing but the year that we uh actually sent to lottie moon a little over a million dollars in one year mm -hmm. because of a a faithful older person when they passed away they left all of their their money and land and everything else to be given to Lottie Moon and so mm -hmm. that shows me that this church is a mission-minded church and that that means a lot to me also so basically the way that we still do things uh, the choir my wife uh, she was my minister of music for about eight years and she loves the choir she loves choirs mm -hmm. and so some of the churches we've been to didn't have choirs. They've done away with choirs also. And uh, I still like the old hymns we sing here too. Yeah, we sing some new ones from time to time. And Dave is in our, our new minister of worship is giving us some new songs that he wants us to, to learn. In fact, he did it the senior adult thing the other day, some songs I didn't even know was that old. I thought they were I thought they were about my age. And that's I'm not quite a hundred and something years old yet. <laughs> right. But uh, I'm thankful for that also. And she's involved in the choir, singing, and uh, she loves doing that. So that, that's another thing that brought us here. That's it. Well, those are great answers, and I understand what you're saying on every one of them. And I re we are really are blessed that you and Tommy are here and that you're still willing to serve and use your gifts and talents for God's glory. The only other thing I want to say is welcome to Washington. That's our that's our theme every Sunday morning as Trent and our pastor Stan and Dave also is catching on too. We say you're welcome at Washington yeah. and they you are. And I just like to challenge I'm a I'm a Greer boy. And some of my friends are not in church. And I would encourage them to come and try Washington because Washington is a place that they they would be accepted and they, I think they would feel at home, so I just want to say that. And uh, thank you for letting me come. Well, you're very welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you. David mentioned he started the prayer letter ministry at Washington. During our Wednesday night prayer meeting, we distribute a prayer list of those with various needs in our church family. We pray over these names that night and throughout the week. Those in attendance sign this letter saying they are praying for those on the list. David and his wife, Tommy, mail the letters each week. It's a great way to let people know their brothers and sisters in Christ are lifting them up in prayer. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Washington Weekly. Washington Baptist Church is located at 3500 North Highway 14 in Greer, South Carolina. Check us out online at WashingtonBaptist.org. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast as you get into God's Word and prepare to serve.